Welcome to episode 59 of Project Geekology. I am one of your hosts, Anthony, and today we're going to be talking about Halo Combat Evolved, the game that kicked off an entire series and kicked off a console. But before I get to that, let me say what I've been up to. Last month was crazy. I went to three conventions. I went to Florida Supercon at the beginning of July and Tampa Bay Comic Con at the end of July with a small convention sandwiched in between both of those called South Florida Convention. That one was very small. It was at the Miami Airport Convention Center. I had a really good time at all of these conventions and I was able to really compare what it is to be at a bigger convention and a smaller convention. And there's pros and cons, obviously, to both. I talk about Supercon in the Supercon mini episode. And I also talk about the Tampa Bay Comic Con in the Tampa Bay Comic Con mini episode. So if you're interested in hearing about those conventions, go and listen to those episodes. And I've really just been catching up on a lot of anime. I actually watched the making of Halo Combat Evolved's video. I believe that it came with the collector's edition of Halo Combat Evolve when it released. So I got to check that out. It was it was on YouTube. So it was cool kind of going back and watching that and kind of refreshing my mind really what it took to make that game. But I've also been doing a lot of gaming. I've been playing Remnant 2 and I'm excited that I'm going to be jumping into Baldur's Gate 3 soon. I haven't been able to jump into it. I've been busy and so I'm going to be jumping into it sometime this week. But yes, I know that you're probably wondering where Dakota is. Dakota has been busy making content for his YouTube channel, Geek Critique, which we have in the show notes. So definitely go and check him out on that side don't worry he'll be hopping back on in the future right now i am taking the reins of project ecology to keep content coming out while he is busy i I was honestly between this and doing maybe an episode on jujitsu kaizen but i figured that i wanted to get a guest on for that one so i've been doing a little bit of that and just really diving into this topic So yeah, like I said, last month was busy and I had a lot going on as far as going to conventions. Since it's just me covering this topic, let's hop into it. Now, when you think of Halo, what do you think of? Do you think of that iconic menu music? The iconic look of Master Chief? The look of the Covenant? The various armaments and and vehicles in the game? The story? the ring planet of halo that gave the game its name you know honestly if you chose one or two or even all of these you would be right because there's i feel like if the game was missing any of those elements it would not have been the same game you know when halo was in development at first it was going to be a third person shooter game There's third person elements to the game, like if you're driving a vehicle or using a gunner on the vehicle. But imagine if Halo as a whole was a third person shooter game. It would have changed the dynamic. It would have changed the gameplay a lot. And I really do believe that 
they made the right call in making it a first person shooter experience because it really revolutionized the first person shooter experience. Kind of bringing it back a little bit, back when Halo came out, I was 10, 10, 11 years old, and I really didn't know much about it. I didn't really know much about Xbox because, I mean, back then the internet wasn't the way that it is today. We didn't interact with the internet back then the same way that we do today. It was more of a supplement to a lot of the physical media that we had consumed a lot of it was magazines or even even like showcases like e3 that would show on tv and so there was different ways to consume it back then as a kid like i would read magazines here and there i was more into playing the games rather than reading about them but i eventually got to the point to where i was consuming video game media whether it was something on tv or magazines but Halo, I would not have known about Halo if it weren't for my uncle. He was the one that introduced it to me and it really changed my life as far as a gamer because I had never played anything like it. I didn't really dabble in Doom or Quake until after that, but I do see a lot of influences from some older games in Halo but Halo really created its own formula. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Halo, but I'm talking about Halo Combat Evolved, not so much the broader Halo universe. I mean, I could talk about that, but I wouldn't be doing it justice with just one 45 minute to hour podcast. So Halo blew my mind. It added that two weapon limitation to it would make ammo scarce but not scarce enough that you were running around on empty unless you didn't swap out weapons, you know? So it made you kind of check out different weapons and for its time, the graphics were amazing. Like I was blown away by the graphical power of what I was seeing. Halo Combat Evolve had so much more on its shoulders than just the creation of its series. It had the entirety of the Xbox on its shoulders because it was a launch title. Now, Halo is a launch title. Like when you think about it now, you're like, man, that's a strong launch title. But back then, you know, you only saw what was shown to you unless you went to E3 or to one of these events that you're able to get your hands actually on it. None of us really experienced Halo except for what was shown to us. So watching the documentary and seeing the earlier concepts of what became the Warthog. They had Hummers and helicopters and all of this stuff that like, you couldn't imagine it being in, in Halo. I mean, it, eventually they would add a, ha a Halo equivalent to some of the stuff in later in the series, but not so much in this one. They had other aliens that they wanted to add into it. So many more weapons that I know that they had a flamethrower that didn't make it to the Xbox version, but it was on the PC version. And Bungie at the time was known for its PC games. So the fact that it launched on the Xbox was kind of controversial. The people of Bungie weren't all on board with it and were 
a little afraid of looking like sellouts, you know, going to work for Microsoft, but I do think that it ended up panning out well for both companies. Oh yeah, so talking about the release, it came out in November of 2001 and the project title for Halo, the working project title was Project Blam. That is such a 90s name. It sounds like an er a late, it sounds like a 90s, early 2000s project title. So I spoke about the third person element and I apologize for bouncing around because there's just so much information about Halo, but Halo was also going to originally be before all of the third person first person it was going to be an rts a real-time strategy game you know which we eventually get in halo wars halo combat evolve i would say is microsoft's equivalent of say you know like nintendo's mario or even back then playstation's i think crash bandicoot was their mascot at the time so let's talk a little bit about the central character the central character that you play is a super soldier called Master Chief. And other than that, Spartan 1117 and John, that's all that you get in this game <laughs> as far as identity for Master Chief. But when you take on the persona of Master Chief and you play him, you feel almost invincible. You're this super strong individual you start off in the game in this ship called the pillar of autumn that's being attacked by the covenant you're just outside the halo ring world and you see all of these marines that are kind of getting mowed down by the covenant or just kind of exchanging blows but as master chief you kind of just go in and just mow down the covenant depending on what difficulty you're playing but still like the the point of it is that you're stronger than these regular marines and you're this symbol of leadership you also become a symbol of fear for the covenant they call you demon throughout the series you become well known to the covenant i think it's really cool that they name his armor mjolnir which is you know thor's hammer so i think that that was an interesting name that they picked for the armor on the beginning of the game you get this ai named cortana that you plug her into your interface and she kind of she becomes this disembodied companion that talks into your head she's speaking to master chief and she does a lot she she'll hack into the systems of halo or you know kind of do a lot of the technical stuff when you give her access so you crash land into halo you know a lot of you guys i know you know about the story but you know i'm just gonna cover it very briefly the pillar autumn crashes into halo you take a lifeboat or a drop ship to halo it's really cool the thought of this world that's built onto this massive ring and you go through the game figuring out what halo is and kind of understanding the systems and what it does and the game it's a sci-fi shooter for a good chunk of the game and so it's you and the marines fighting against the covenant level after level until you hit a part of the game that kind of turns halo a little bit into a horror game you, you fight against this parasitic species called the flood and they're definitely creeping as a kid and with the graphics at the time, you know, they, they made them a little less creepier over the years. 
with the enhanced graphics but back then as a kid they just looked so creepy they're, they're zombies pretty much that you go from you fighting the covenant to you fighting the the flood but the covenant's also fighting the flood you know it's a three army battle and so you're going through it you you meet this little robot called the guilty spark who helps you to activate halo you find out that halo is a weapon to take out the flood but what guilty spark doesn't tell you you find out eventually is that the way that it kills the flood is by killing off its food source and what its food source is all living things so you find out that halo it's a ring planet that doubles as a weapon of mass destruction but if you were there and if you experienced it back then not to say that halo isn't special for you if you played it many years on but it was definitely special for us who played it in that time because it spawned the rest of the series a ton of spinoff titles a bunch of books a bunch of comics that are tied into it so the halo universe has definitely expanded so i was talking a little bit about how halo revolutionized fps games and it's because of some of the innovative gameplay mechanics that they added to the game which one of them is the regenerating health something that, that i had mentioned was the two weapon limit which it would encourage you to kind of swap around the weapons see what was best for whichever battles that you were going through i mean you could use any weapon against any enemy but some were more effective against some enemies and others like plasma weapons were really really good at like cutting through the flood something that i would say that halo really did a fantastic job was it had the seamless combination of on foot combat and vehicle based gameplay that added depth to a lot of the engagements this game also added a very intelligent enemy AI. Prior to that, there were some games that had some good AI, but I would say that for its time, the Halo Combat Evolved AI was pretty advanced. So the game really had a compelling narrative and it had this really amazing land-based multiplayer experience that both really like set standards for the FPS and multiplayer experience it really changed how we played fps games and how we played them with friends some moments that really like impacted me in this game was when you first en encountered the flood because it really changes the tone of the game like i said it's a sci-fi shooter for most of the game and still maintains it well after you meet the flood but the introduction of the flood added this element that was like survival horror you know because the marines could maybe easily survive against the covenant but when it came to the flood like your ally ais would just get destroyed by the flood the flood would just destroy like all the the other ai they were super strong the warthog run at the end when the pillar of autumn is blowing up was a spectacular ending towards the game it it added that pressure you're like oh man i gotta escape i gotta escape you know you're on the edge of your seat it's gripping in that moment and a part of that is that final showdown that you have with the covenant and with guilty spark 
because you set the pillar of autumn to blow up because you want to destroy halo because you don't want guilty spark to activate it and wipe out all of life so i want to talk a little bit about the multiplayer so halo it initially came out on xbox in 2001 but a couple years later it came out for pc and mac now on xbox it was just land there was no well, the first Xbox had Xbox Live, Halo was not a part of that. Halo did not have online capability on the Xbox. And so you had to rely on the multiplayer experience by doing, you know, four player multiplayer on one console and then doing a LAN setup where you're connecting a bunch of Xboxes together. You know, it's, it's like link cables with a Game Boy. So I got to experience halo on pc and on xbox like the multiplayer they added so there's online capability for for halo on pc and mac so i got to experience halo online multiplayer on pc and i also got to experience like a full-on lan party and both have fun experiences but that lan party was insane because people actually brought their tvs we hooked up our Xboxes. It, it was, I was hanging with my uncle and he had a bunch of his friends come over and it was just such a great time. It, I'm telling you, like back then, you know, we're so accustomed to playing games online, but there really is this sense of togetherness when you play things in a local area network, a LAN, you, when you connect things. Instead of trash talking your friends, on Discord, you're trash talking your friend who's sitting, you know, like a foot away from you. It's fun, don't get me wrong, when I didn't have that experience because I eventually got an Xbox, I eventually got Halo, but not all of my friends had it and, you know, I didn't really get together with my friends and connect and, and connect LAN, so I got my, my fulfillment of Halo multiplayer by playing it online on PC. I got, that was really fun. I got to experience the flamethrower and the the horrors of online playing <laughs> hopping into a server on blood gulch just for somebody to snipe you as soon as you spawn in because with they're hiding in the corner in the canyon with a sniper rifle one of the the things that i came across when studying for this game is that the halo multiplayer almost didn't make it it almost did not make it in the final cut of Halo, at least for the Xbox release. They really pushed to include it. And I will say that the game would have maybe not landed as strongly if that multiplayer was omitted in the final product. While the campaign was strong enough narratively, you needed that reason to continue to come back to the game. And that's what that multiplayer did. Don't get me wrong, look, back then, you're a kid, you don't have your own income. You play whatever games you have. I played the campaign for Halo over and over and over. I got a look at every nook and cranny of the game. Eventually you go from playing the game as it's intended to exploring the vastness of the areas. The game had moments where it was semi open world. It was still on rails, but 
well not not on rails it was like a limited open world it had parts that would open up that you weren't in corridors and yeah the multiplayer it was just really essential and i don't know if there's any games that had it before but i know that halo really popularized you taunting the enemies that you kill or the you know when you're playing multiplayer like when you kill somebody it popularized teabagging them so halo one had a profound cultural impact and a long-lasting legacy that still goes on today we just got halo infinite a couple years ago i think it came out 2021 so halo games are still coming out halo really was pivotal in popularizing the fps genre and it helped establish xbox as a competitive gaming system and kind of coming back to to what i was saying was that the success of halo combat evolved led to sequels it led to novels it led to comics spin-offs an ever-expanding universe and it continues to pull new fans i was that initial wave of fans and now there's a younger generation that are fans of halo because they're still coming out with these games i'm pretty sure that master chief was a skin in fortnite halo has a very strong staying presence watching this documentary for halo and getting a glimpse of what it started as and what it became really shows you how creative that they had to be back then you know back in that time not to say that video games aren't creative now but a lot of the games that we play nowadays are sequels to games that were experiments halo was an experiment it's a game that started off as a real-time strategy game and ended up as an fps so there was definitely a lot of change and a lot of risk to it final fantasy it's called final fantasy because it was literally the last game that squaresoft was gonna make and it was like their last hurrah before shutting down we're on final fantasy 16 with a lot of spin-offs that are added to that so nowadays a lot of these games that we play are sequels or spin-offs to other games every once in a while we'll get a game that is new and exciting but that was really like how it was back then they had to take risks and it paid off it really paid off for bungie to take these risks you know they had other games before halo but let's be real for for those of you that might not know a lot of bungie's games aside from halo and destiny what other games come to mind you know some of you might think of marathon which i think there's a new marathon that's coming out i think for ps5 but you know other than that they really experimented and went with it with halo and it paid off it changed so much in the gaming world sure the major cultural impact on it was in fps and really sustaining the xbox i will say this might be a hot take you know some people might say that microsoft owes 60 to 70 percent of the xbox success to halo i would say it's a lot more <laughs> i would say it's probably 90 percent because sure some of those earlier games i think it launched with project gotham and another game 
but which of those games are still around nowadays? Yeah, Halo. So, and so as we wind down this episode of Project Geekology, I know that there's so much more that could be said about Halo. And honestly, most of it is probably going to be personal experience. I've talked about how it's impacted the gaming world, what makes it unique. I know a lot of people out there, it's not their cup of tea, but you cannot deny the fact that Halo really did a lot for the gaming community. I want to thank you for listening to episode 59 of Project Geekology, where we covered Halo Combat Evolved. Follow us on our socials on X, formerly known as Twitter, and Instagram on X. It's on Twitter. I'm just going to say Twitter. On Twitter, it is at pgeekology and on instagram it's at project geekology the links will be in the show notes and for you listener what i would really really enjoy is go to our twitter tell us how halo impacted you tell us of your experience with halo whether it was a positive experience or negative experience join the conversation we invite you we enjoy engaging with our listeners And if you enjoyed this episode or any other episode that you have heard from us, if your podcast platform allows it, give us a nice five-star review and we would love to read it on one of our episodes. I hope you all have a great rest of your week and I hope to hear you all on our socials. Thank you. Bye.